In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Hello and welcome to the Buck Baloo Show. We are live in the Battery Atlanta, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Road Dog, check. Derek Thomas, check. We'll take you on a one-hour ride here on The Fan. Obviously, you can listen on more than just AM and FM. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming Beaver Direct. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you at Beaver Incoming. 10 o'clock hour sponsor, Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber we trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. A lot to get to. A very short time to get there, DT. We better get to work. Fucks. Big. Take. It's not alcohol. It's not drugs. That's the word Chris Mortensen got from the Rams insider on Stetson Bennett's strange situation. Is it an illness? Is it a mental health situation? Stetson has been under a lot of stress uh, for an extended period of time over the last two, three years. Two national title runs and straight into the NFL draft process. What could it be? Rams coach Sean McVay told the media, out of respect for him, he's going to leave the specifics in-house. As you know, there is a need-to-know hunger with the public that the media is trying to feed. I do know this. Right now, I'm believing it's not about that four-year, $4.5 million contract Stetson signed with the Rams. It's not about playing in the league. It's about Stetson Bennett's long-term health. I prayed for Stetson last night, and I did again this morning. Prayed for his well-being, and I hope you will too. And there's your big take. Brought to you by Ace Hardware. Ace, your locally owned and operated uh, Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. So, yeah, it's a little perplexing on what's going on with Stetson, and I know uh, a lot of you want to know what the deal is because seems like everybody I've been speaking to over the last day and a half asked me that question. What's going on with Stetson? What's the deal with Stetson? Got no idea. But having been put on this reserve non-football illness list, I do know that they don't pay you when you're on that. So, I guess we'll continue to wonder. 
what's going on in the meantime. You know, hoping for the best with Stetson Bennett, that's for sure. That is for sure. Let's talk a little Georgia-South Carolina football. 3.30 kickoff in Athens-Sanford Stadium. Dogs a 27.5-point favorite over South Carolina. This dog's offense uh, got to find a way to get the ball to Bowers, Coach Bobo. Last week, I think he touched it one time against Ball State. That's not enough. Number one playmaker for the Georgia Bulldogs. He's the go-to receiver. No touchdowns in the first two games receiving. So got to continue to find uh, ways to get him the ball. Designed plays to target Brock Bowers, who a year ago absolutely destroyed South Carolina with his performance a year ago. So don't you know they're going to be trying to take him away in this game tomorrow? So I might want to design ways to get him the football because he's the best playmaker the dogs have. Got to run the ball better, too, if you're the Georgia Bulldogs. Under 100 yards last week for the very first time in 31 games. It seems like a long time. Under Kirby Smart, the Bulldogs come out. They won't balance. There's no doubt about it. But they want to run the football, physically dominate the opponent on the line of scrimmage, run the football at them every single week. 31 games without going under 100 yards rushing. Happened against Ball State last week. Now they ran for 99 yards. So one yard right there uh, from continuing the streak. But, you know, as I've mentioned on this show uh, over the last couple of weeks, they totally missed Darnell Washington's blocking at the tight end position. Oscar Delph has put on weight. He's bowed up. He's a, he's a Brock Bowers. He's a big receiver. He's not an inline blocking tight end like they're trying to make him be. Miss Darnell Washington. He's not coming back. And I just hope Carson Beck ignores some of the media. I was bouncing around last night online uh, looking at some of the coverage on Georgia and South Carolina. I ran into one of these pieces that was advising Carson Beck to push the ball downfield more, to force the ball downfield, quit checking it down so much. I hope Beck ignores that advice as a former quarterback. Continue doing what you're doing, Carson Beck. Get the ball out quick. Be accurate with the ball and check it down. Keep checking that ball down. Ignore the media's advice that wants you to force and push the ball downfield, please. My goodness. Some of these guys think they're offensive coordinators. Over there on the dog defense, they're going to face an elite quarterback in Spencer Rattler in the game. He's completing 83% of his passes. Mobile, elusive. Saw Georgia have some trouble with C.J. Stroud in the playoffs a year ago when Stroud was getting out of the pocket, extending plays, making plays down the field. And that's exactly what Spencer Rattler can do. 25 of 27 last week, 30 of 39 in the first game in which he was sacked nine times and still completed 30 of 39. I'm amazed by that. Georgia's defense, they don't sack the quarterback a heck of a lot, so I'm not going to sit here and say Georgia needs to sack the quarterback. I think they do need to force more negative plays, uh, tackles for losses, being disruptive, with the offense getting after him behind the line of scrimmage, I think that's probably more important than sacking the quarterback. And 
South Carolina, as far as tackles for losses offensively, they've allowed 23 in two games. And if you're wondering, yes, that's a high number, 23 tackles for losses. Putting you behind the down and distance situation. This is what South Carolina doesn't want. This is what Georgia's defense does want. Got to find a way to control this Xavier Leggett, too, this big senior wide receiver that uh, Rattler's getting the ball to. And as I mentioned uh, earlier this week, Georgia, you got uh, Kamari Lasseter on one side, and he's proven and he's legit. I think what you're going to see South Carolina do is try to get on, get after the cornerbacks on the other side of the field and Dalen Everett and Julian Humphrey. So hope those guys are ready to come out in play. So the uh, line again is 27 and a half. DT, would you uh, give up the points and take Georgia in this scenario? Oh, no, don't ask me, Buck. That's a lot of points. Um, who? that's tough. I see this uh, somewhere around a 41 to 17 Georgia victory. So that would... That would go in favor of taking South Carolina in the points. Yeah, that so, one. 27 and a half. That's a lot. Obviously, yeah, I mean, Georgia can win this game by 35 points. I don't think that would shock any of us, but we haven't seen enough. Um, well, there's still some unknowns out there absolutely, for Georgia. Absolutely. And same for Carolina. But, uh, and yeah, it's, I mean, one of the most dynamic players in college football when you talk about Spencer Rattler. So the yeah. dogs can have a disciplined rush, keep them in there, make them uh, throw the ball down the field and stuff the run. It's going to be tough for them. Give those young cornerbacks some help, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe a little yeah. safety over the top. But, again, when Rattler gets outside the pocket is where he can make some big plays. That's what I was talking about, yeah. the discipline rush, staying in your lanes, keeping him in the pocket. It's going to be much more difficult for him to carve up this defense if they can keep him in the pocket. Road Dog, can you help me get the word out as far as Beck ignoring some of the media's advice on how to play quarterback at a high level? Yeah, I could probably get word down to him tomorrow before the game in warm-ups or something. We I don't want to see him force the, the ball down the field. So you want a member of the media to come up to Carson Beck and tell him, don't listen to the rest of the media. All right. Well, no, in case he doesn't hear <laughs> this former quarterback at Georgia saying, ignore the media's advice on Not the entire media is doing this. One media member. Just the bad guys. He said uh, he needs to force it downfield or push that ball downfield a little more. Keep doing what you're doing, Stat. Be accurate. Get that ball out on time. You start trying to force it downfield, bad things happen, brother. You Run start getting offense. sacked. You start getting picked off. Bad things happen. So now, the, the deep shots are part of the part of the game plan with Georgia, but it's not. It's well, not yeah, a consistent Smith, thing. But you don't want to be forcing yeah. the ball into tight areas, Play man. Action, I mean, that's your spots, recipe right? for disaster there when you do something like that. All right, coming up next. Uh, coming up, will Tech and Tennessee show up on the road tomorrow? Got some thoughts on that one. I'll drop the answer on those things, plus some picks. We've got Todd Ellis coming up. We'll break down this Georgia-South Carolina game with him. Got the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. 
The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Fan. Got Friday night football on extra 1063 brother. We get Maris playing Blessed Trinity. Is this right tonight? Maris Blessed Trinity. Friday night football game of the week. You can find that on Extra 1063. Get that extra app and then you can get that Georgia High School scoreboard show afterwards, uh, giving you all the scores and updates from around the state, presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza. WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. All right, continue talking some college football as uh, we get ready to uh, qualify somebody for that 680 Brave for a day. So get ready. 1030 is coming up. Might want to pay attention. All right, a couple of games I've got my eye on college football. We've talked a little bit about it this week. Got Tennessee and Florida. Going down in the swamp down in Gainesville. And it's been a while since Tennessee has gone down to the swamp and gotten a victory. In fact, it's been 20 years since that has happened. That's unbelievable, Buck. Uh, you think? It's, I mean, yeah. well, Florida's had all these great teams. Tennessee's been down a little bit here for a few years. Uh, Heichel's got them turned around and back on track. 20 but, uh, years? Yeah, 20 years is Ooh. a long, long time. Tennessee, by the way, they got this reputation for throwing it all over the lot. They spread you out. They want to spread that defense out and stretch them horizontally and vertically. A lot of short passes, and then when you come up trying to defend and tackle, then they go deep on you. But i tell you what Tennessee does under Heupel, too, is they run the football. And right now, the Volunteers lead the SEC in rushing with over 250 yards rushing a game. Number four in college football, Jalen Wright and Jabari Small. Really good tandem they've got at running back. Gators defense better be slowing down the run game to have a chance in this one. See, and it's, the challenge is twofold, and that's what makes Heupel's scheme so effective is they're going to spread the defense out, and then they're going to make sure you've got to defend the run. And at the same time, you've got to make the defense defend the passing game both vertically and horizontally. So you stretch the defense out. You'll see these wide receivers for Tennessee. They are split so wide outside the numbers. They're lined up next to the sideline. They could reach out and shake Napier's hand over on the sideline. They're so spread out. And so that stretches the defense out, creates some running lanes. Heupel and his scheme, they do a really good job. They're not all about throwing the football. They, they're going to run it, too. <clears throat> So the Gators D, you got to play the run tough. And you also got to make sure in the uh, secondary you're not giving up these big plays. 
Now, Joe Milton hadn't played great. But uh, it'd be a great day for Joe Milton to show up big if you're a Tennessee man like Steve West is. They are waiting on Joe Milton to step up big in this matchup. By the way, the Tennessee front seven defensively, really impressive. They lead college football uh, in tackles for losses, and they're number two in college football in sacks. Now, I know it's a small sample size. We've played two games here, most of these teams. But still, that's pretty impressive. You know, you don't hear much about Tennessee's defense. So far, they're looking pretty good. And this Florida offense has not looked good. They have uh, sent, certainly against Utah. They did not look good. Well, sounds like you expect the Vols to break this streak finally, huh? Well, I've got my picks of the week coming. Oh, up. that's a tease. Okay, got the picks of the week. Uh, picks of the week. Uh, I believe we're we got those coming up right now. Well, yeah. give them to us, Buck. Yeah. That's a tease. What's the line in that game? So the picks of the week. Here we go. Right here. I was one and two last week. Alabama let me down. Let a lot of people down, Buck. Yeah, so uh, this week uh, I'm going to go one NFL game. I'm going to take the uh, Detroit Lions. They're giving up four and a half. They're at home taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Now, here's my theory on this one. Seahawks, they suffered some injuries last weekend and week number one. So they're going to hit the road now with some injuries they're dealing with, and they're going to Detroit. Now, typically, you know, that wouldn't be a problem. But it is a problem right now as I'm seeing it. Uh, the momentum Detroit Lions have. They knocked who they knock off in the first game of the week last week. Oh, that was the can the defending yeah, that Super was Bowl the champ. defending champs. Kansas uh, City Chiefs. So yeah. they took care of the champs. They've got some real momentum working going into this week two matchup. So this crowd at Ford Field, can I just say it's gonna be crazy? They've been waiting a long time to cheer for their Lions, Buck, and yeah, they sure. have not yeah. started two and zero. Oh. Since 2017. I thought it was going to be a lot further back than that. Yeah. And yeah, they got good fans there. I'm and a big, you know, so the fan base is, is crazy. They got momentum there. The crowd's going to be nuts. Ford Field's going to be uh, popping. And then I like Jared Goff. I love the way he's playing the game. I, I think he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks in, college, in, in the NFL right now. Jared Goff is getting the job done. And so all those things factor in. I'm going to give up the four and a half. I'm going to take the Lions over the Seahawks at home. Pay that man his money. I like that pick. Buck. All right, I'm going to go two in college football. I'm going to take Tennessee, and I'm giving up the six. And boom goes the dynamite. In Gainesville, in the swamp, where they have not won for 20 years. They're going to get it done this time. I see it as sort of uh, somewhere around 28-17, 28-20. Let's see, minus six. Yeah, that would that would cover. So I'm going to take the Tennessee Volunteers minus the six, taking down Florida tomorrow. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'm going to do in these picks of the week, I'm not, I'm not going with South Dakota State beating – uh, San Jose State. I, I'm not going to do those games. I'm, I'm not going to watch with, that game. I'm going to go right? with yeah. the games that people are interested in. All right, so that's what I'm going to do this year. So I'm taking Tennessee minus the six. All right, Ole Miss and Georgia Tech. Just spoke about it. How about Tech? Ole Miss minus 18. 
in the game. This game going down in Oxford. I like Tech, and I like them to lose. I'm going to take Ole Miss, give up the 18. This is like a 34 to 14, 37 to 13, one of those type blowouts going on in Oxford. Ole Miss, Jackson Dart's playing well. They got a tremendous running back. This is going to be a lot to handle for the Tech defense. Stop the run game and the pass game on the road against a team that is looking to show out and show off a little bit. That's right. I like Tech, and I like him to lose. I got to make my paper. So I'm going to give up Ole Miss and the 18 points. So I've got the Lions minus four and a half, Volunteers minus six, and Ole Miss minus 18. I think you nailed it. Hey, Braves fans, it's Alex Anthopoulos. Now is the time to call and get qualified to become a Brave for a day. It's all part of 680 The Fans' 30th anniversary celebration. Call now, 404-231-1680. Caller 6 gets qualified to sign a one-day contract with the Braves from Atlanta's 30-year home for sports, The Fan. The Fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, far side like 50. Table is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now, Todd Ellis, the voice of the Gamecocks, joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line as we uh, break down this Georgia-South Carolina matchup and Todd, the uh, Gamecocks bounced back really nicely last week after that loss to North Carolina. That was much needed. Uh, w- were they down coming off that loss uh, in that season opening game? I think they really were, Buck. You know, there was uh, they had a lot of strengths that showed in the North Carolina game, but man, the weaknesses were really dominant. Uh, nine sacks, the offensive line gave up. We only rushed for 11 yards. Obviously, those two probably worked together. The fact that we weren't running the football out North Carolina to tee off on uh, on Spencer Rattler. Uh, but some strengths were there. Uh, they needed to uh, to play a little more physical. They needed to work these issues out in the offensive line. And then we had to overcome these injuries. Gosh, you know, one of our the better players in the league, I swear, is this uh, Nicky Manwari, our, our free safety, who's a freshman All-American a year ago. And he pulls his hamstring on the first play of the game on defense. Goodness. And uh, Juice Wells was already out of the ball game in North Carolina. And so we had these injuries piling up in the first game, and things go bad in the second half. And, and they did play much better against Furman. And Furman, listen, we, Lord, nobody knows better than uh, Georgia right now. And how do you judge yourself based on your first two opponents? But you know, Furman was a good number six ranked FCS team. Uh, had won 13 of their last 16 games. Quality opponent who was going to take their shots out. I said, listen, it's not a conference game, but close. But it was a better FCS opponent than you normally would see. And I think they did play well. And you saw uh, them get better in the offensive line a little bit. Spencer was not sacked at all. Uh, again, obviously, I'm, I'm balancing out the, the opponent compared to how they played. But uh, it, it needed to get a lot better after North Carolina, and it did. 
Yeah, I don't know how many times I've heard coaches talk about how the most improvement a football team will make will come between game one and game two. So it looks like uh, South Carolina's figured a lot of those things out, including the protection. But I tell you what, I am so impressed with your quarterback, Spencer Rattler. And, and I had my doubts as he transferred out of Oklahoma and made his way to Columbia. But he has proven me wrong. I mean, this guy looks like the ultimate team player, unselfish. He's been a great leader. I thought he was awesome in the game against North Carolina, nine sacks. And he was still, what, 30 or 39, throwing the ball around. So, yeah. Uh, but Bulldogs are going to have their hands full. I think they'll face one of the top quarterbacks in college football. Uh, Buck, I couldn't agree with you more. And obviously you and I have seen some uh, gunslingers in our day, some pretty dang good ones. And right now he's playing in the last five games as good as anybody I, I have seen in quite some time. And what, what you'll see, and I see every weekend and week out, uh, particularly towards the middle to the end of last season and now and now is that he, they are calling plays in which he's really good at. He's incredibly confident. He has a big-time arm that can make any throw on the field. He's good on the run, maybe better. Good in the pocket. He's a much more gifted runner when he needs to slide out of the pocket than people give him credit for. But he is absolutely one of the most accurate, big-time arm guys I've seen. He's not just making completions around 70% in the last five games. They are right on the money. I mean, in the perfect spot. And it doesn't matter whether it's in the quick game and throwing them outside on the right shoulder or the deep ball, jump ball outside, um, you know, back shoulder catches. He is truly playing as good as I've seen anyone in a long time at the position. And you're right. We, we don't have all the weapons. Or, 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 well, you didn't say this. We don't have all the weapons around him that we necessarily need to take on Georgia at this point. But he's still playing that that well, and I, I think he'll do so in, in Athens. He, and, and you're right. He's said and done everything right uh, since he's been at South Carolina with regard to at least the alleged rumors of his attitude before uh, before coming to the Gamecocks. And I've been very impressed with him as well. I think you will be. Talking with Todd Ellis, voice of the Gamecocks on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. He's got a go-to receiver, and I thought it was going to be Juice Wells <laughs> reading all these magazines uh, coming into the year. But Xavier Leggett, am I saying that right, Leggett? I mean, what a go-to dude he's been, whether he's in the slot or whether he's outside at the X. This guy's making some big-time plays first two games of the year, and I feel certain they're going to target these young Georgia cornerbacks. Lassiter has proven. Uh, had a full year last year, but really played at a high level. But on the other side of the field, they've got a couple of first-time starters and Dalen Everett and Julian Humphrey. I, I just get a feeling you're going to see Leggett matched up on those young corners a lot. He, he has uh, he exceeded his total yardage from all of last season in the first ball game, and then went on to break another record in catches in the second week, all without Juice Wells really in the lineup in either one of those ball games or being a factor. Uh, Juice has practiced full now, I guess, for the last five six days, and if he can come and bring some balance and take pressure off of them, I think that will be a tough matchup for Georgia's secondary, assuming that Spencer's got time. But he'll, Buck, he'll remind you of another Gamecock wide receiver, except maybe he's even a little faster, and that's Alshon Jeffrey. Big-bodied, uh, power forward type, out jump ball guy, can go get it, tough across the middle. 
And he just built himself into it. He went out and visited with another great Gamecock wide receiver in Debo Samuel, who's, of course, for the 49ers. They worked this summer some, and he just said, I'm going to be in the absolute tip-top shape. I've got the one last shot to make this work for me. He's always been a great special teams player, and now he's come on and couldn't be happier for the guy because – you know, you and I are always looking for guys that come out of nowhere or burst or w- w- what's changed in them. And I think it's just been pure work ethic that uh, has gotten him to where he is. Offensively, Georgia with a new quarterback and Carson Beck, uh, Mike Bobo, new coordinator taking over the offense. They have not run the ball the way that they really want to run the ball in the first two games. You, you think they're holding back? What What do you expect out of South Carolina on defense in this matchup? You know, we played uh, a lot better in the second ball game than we did in the first. And and we didn't play terrible against North Carolina. We picked off Drake May, the Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback, twice. We were, you know, leading in that ball game and going in the third quarter in a lot of ways. And, and the defense is, is pretty good. They're a bend but don't break. Uh, we don't have the uh, absolute edge superstar player that we've had in the past couple of years, but solid up front. Problem we got right now, Buck, is we're playing with two linebackers. Uh, one of those guys hurt in the first game was Mo Gaba, uh, an outstanding hitter linebacker that we have was in our first three rotation. And for the second season in a row, within the first two games, he's torn the other knee that he had from a year ago. Just feel terrible for him. So now we're down to really two starters in Stone Bland and Debo Williams. They're good, but you can't play 70 plays against Georgia and, and expect to be in there the entire time. And I already mentioned Eman Warrior safety's banged up. I think they played well. I, I really, you know, this is something I tell Spencer all the time. You got a pretty dang good defense. They they they're coached very well, and you got a great kicking game. You don't have to make every play. You know, play within yourself, have a good time, but these guys can play. And I, I think that's it. We'll have to have some breaks. And Georgia, I don't know. You know, the 2019 game, Buck, I don't want to make too big of a deal about it. Nothing means that. The upset game and double overtime, that was kind of the formula that day. And that was Georgia, for some reason, I don't think they tried to run the ball that much. Did not run the ball. Threw it all over the field. And we picked them all for a couple pick sixes and to turn the game around and get the game. So we need that from the dogs again. We, we need them playing kind of outside their comfort zone. And we all know they want to run the ball. Um, at least to start everything up. And uh, it has been strange they've not done so yet. Yeah, and they want to get the ball to Brock Bowers, one of the top yeah. players in, in college football, uh, a guy that had a huge game against South Carolina last season. Georgia got off to a quick start. They got him the football. He got touches. He made big plays. How do you slow him down? Well, I know one thing. If I see him coming around the corner on a uh, speed sweep again, I'm going to throw up, for God's sake. That was awful. It seemed like every time they ran it, it was a 10, 15 yards or a touchdown. So I have great respect for him. Number one is you got to know where he's lined up. I mean, it's they can only use him in so many ways. If he's an H or a, a tight end, then you better find him on the field. And uh, when when they're throwing to him or handing it off to him on those sweeps and otherwise, we, we have to anticipate that. I thought we did a terrible job with that last year and then you just you know you don't give up the explosive play you know he's going to make his catches make his runs but you know please don't let him go down the middle on you and uh and burn you to make it a 14 point game you know late the first quarter that would could get ugly for south carolina
Todd, you've been around this rivalry, uh, knee-deep in it for a while, uh, from your playing days up through uh, the broadcasting days. Did you ever imagine Georgia would be in position uh, to go for a three-peat, winning back-to-back national titles? Or did you think that, you know, that it was always possible with the recruiting that you have around Metro Atlanta, the state of Georgia? Now, what are your thoughts on uh, the success they've had the last two years? Yeah, I um, it, I, I did think it was possible. But hell, I thought it was possible when you were there and I was being recruited. I mean, I've always known it's a great traditional program with great facilities, and as you mentioned, a, a bushel of great players around the area that, to which you come from. That doesn't make it easy now. They, there's Georgia players that will go out of that state. Somebody's got to recruit them. Somebody's got to keep them happy and keep them out of the transfer portal. And I have great respect for Kirby and, and Will Muschamp and the rest of the staff. I know all those guys. But, no, you and I both know. In fact, I was watching the championship game, the conference championship. No, the first – first round of the playoffs of the first year of the championship uh, season for Georgia the other night and realized that the breaks they needed in that game to, to make it work. It's just so difficult. It's one thing to get 10 wins when you're Georgia, but to play for national championships and win them two years in a row, that's pretty ridiculous. And, uh, you know, there's been years they've had the best defense in the country and, and didn't win 10 or 11 games. And there's been years when they had enough players on offense to, to be explosive with anybody in the, and didn't win it. So I don't take it for granted. Um, I did believe it's possible. I have great respect for the program. And we just, you know, the Gamecocks got to try to find a way to pull away some of those great weapons they've got and flow those good coaches they got down. Well, Todd, have a great call. Uh, we appreciate you taking some time with us today. Of course, Buck. Thank you, man. Want to invite you to hang out with Steve West and Heath Klein for our college football today show coming up tomorrow, eight to eleven. They'll be at Lake Point Sports Complex for the Rally High volleyball event at Champions Center in the Orange Deck. Yeah, so uh, I want to invite you to check out Westy. Hopefully, he doesn't have too rough of a night tonight. For more information, visit Lake Point Sports. Dot com. All right, coming up, we're going to drop the Buck Blue Show High School Player of the Week. That's next here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Big Friday on the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan. Glad you're hanging out. Hope your weekend's going to be awesome. We got a lot going on, man. Do some high school football tonight. 
Got the high school player of the week I'm going to drop here in just a second. Got to follow the Braves and then a big day in college football on Saturday. Got to follow the Falcons on Sunday. Don't you just love it? I know I do. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, Braves fans, 640 start tonight. Bryce Elder, you just heard DT telling you that. But keep an eye on this Charlie Morton situation. Uh, Buster Olney a couple days ago reporting that the Braves are anxious to exercise the $20 million team option on Charlie Morton for next season and uh, reportedly are waiting on confirmation on Morton's plans for 2024. And I spoke about this a little over a week ago in that Morton may be waiting to see if they, well, when the Braves win the World Series, he might be more willing to walk out on top. He'll be 40 in November. So win the World Series, maybe uh, leave going out on top. Going to monitor this situation, obviously. By the way, $20 million for a reliable third starter in a rotation for a team that's going to the postseason every year. That, my friends, is a bargain. Yeah, well, I, I personally had some questions about the two-year deal last year, but I'm all about it, Buck. And did you see uh, the other night after they clinched, he was talking to Kelly Kroll, and he was very reflective, kind of talking about talking about his career, talking about this moment with these guys. And Kelly even was like, are you trying to tell us you're about to retire? And he's, no, 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 I need some time. Uh, but, yeah, you might be right, Buck. He might be looking to go out on top. But uh, Young obviously, family, uh, been in the league yeah, for like 20 years. Forever, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, might he's be done, time. done everything he needs to do to prove himself, that's for sure. He is. He, I will say he, he didn't make a whole lot of money in the beginning of his career, so he's made a lot of money here and late in his career, so he could still want to pile that on. But, um, started yeah. his career right here with the Braves. Absolutely. Buck. And, yeah, uh, as I said, I think in all Braves fans would welcome him back with open arms. I don't know. Not all of them. I, I, There's I, some people been wondering I was about skeptical. Charlie. I, mean, I, I don't was skeptical. understand it. I was skeptical, absolutely, beginning of this year, into last year. But uh, now after what he's done. I um, told you to look at the back of the bubble gum yeah, card. 20 bucks is a bargain, Buck. Yeah. You're right. All right. Let's get to the uh, Buck Baloo Show, Georgia High School Player of the Week. It's time for the Buck Baloo High School Player of the Week shout-out. Yeah, shout-out going to Parkview's, uh, Parkview High School senior running back, Trelane Maddox, who had him a big game last week. He carried the ball, get this, 12 times for 220 yards. <laughs> you made that up, three touchdowns. That's 12 carries, 220 yards. Three touchdowns, and that includes the game-winning touchdown. Parkview took down North Gwinnett 35-32. Right, we had that. That was our high school game of the week over here on the fan, Buck. Reportedly, Maddox also on defense. He's playing both ways. Had 10 tackles. Wait, wait. And an interception. Whoa. What a what game a That's for Maddox, crazy. man. 220 yards rushing, three touchdowns, the game-winner. Ten tackles and an interception in a win over North Gwinnett. And shout out to Tech. Verbal commitment he's made to Georgia Tech. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, Georgia, South Carolina, and Athens tomorrow. 3.30 kickoff. I'll be at the UGA bookstore from 1 to 3. Signing copies of my book, Inside the Hedges. And also with me will be Malcolm Mitchell and Rodney Hampton. So if you're going to the Georgia game, swing on in the bookstore, get loaded up on all the stuff you need, stop on in there and say hello. It's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show this week. Hope you have a great weekend. Nick and Chris are coming up next.
Well, thank you, Buck. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.